Hey queen, I'm Vieira Miles and this is the Holistic Sister Circle podcast, a show where we hear the stories of soulful women all over the world dedicated to sharing insight into why holistic health is the future and what women should do today to ensure they have the necessary tools and resources to bring out their inner royal roots, assess their body and remedy any illness from the comfort of their home. Y'all, we are setting the royal record straight, okay? If you'd like to connect with us further, you can follow us at The Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and join the Holistic Sister Circle Facebook group for live interviews, collaborative Q&A, and exclusive training on how to build your wellness dream team. Now, let's dive in to this week's episode. See you on the other side. And she, we had everything was completely home cooked. We didn't have any white flour, any white sugar. Um, we grew up with, um, without seeing a physician, we didn't go to a pediatrician. We had a chiropractor that came into our home and set up his table and would work on us if we, there was six of us kids. So that he would come in and work on us if we were generally flu season or something like that and help us through that. But my mom was very focused on health foods, and my grandfather owned a health food store in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And so he would send her back things for us to take, and they were just nasty. And we were always thinking she was trying to kill us. And I remember every time something would come up, she'd give us something. Like if we had a sore throat, she'd give us a lozenge to suck on, and it was absolutely nasty. And it'd be like, I'm never doing this to my kids when they get to that age. You know, I'm just not going to do that. And so I grew up like that in, in that family. And when I was old enough to make my own decisions, then I thought, well, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. In fact, my first pizza was when I was 16. And I went to my friend's house and her mom made a pizza. And it was my first time having one because my mom didn't like cheese. So we didn't have any cheese or cottage cheese. We had milk that was delivered to the house and it came with a little cap on the top and it had the full fat at the top of the bottle. And we had a milkman. And, you know, so I'm dating myself, obviously. And so that's how I grew up. And then when I got older, I wanted to do my own thing. And so I did. And it affected my health. And then I realized as I got older and had my own kids, that what she was doing was not trying to kill me. She was trying to make us healthier. We had to take a tablespoon of blackstrap molasses every day. We had to take a tablespoon of cod liver oil. And it was just, you know, you get that taste in your mouth and it's like, you know, every day that it's coming. And so that was pretty much how we grew up. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much that I actually want to unpack, like just right <laughs> there. Um, first of all, chiropractor coming into your home yes okay tell me more about that like i've i've we've done so many episodes and this is the first one where we've had you know someone actually come into home into the home to help the family so tell yeah, me more this about that back, experience this was back in the late 50s um that this happened early 60s and um she stopped going to pediatricians and and even back then um there weren't that many vaccinations that, that kids were getting, but right. she was totally opposed to that and just believed that you just needed clean food, clean water, 
love and a healthy, clean environment to live in, and you didn't need the vaccines, and the pediatrician was, you know, constantly trying to get her to do that with all six of us, and so she just kind of turned the other direction and went with chiropractic, and my grandfather actually is the one that recommended that to her, but I still remember Dr. Gibbons when he'd come to the house and he'd put these rubber gloves on and like stick his fingers in our throat. And I still can, at times, if I smell something, I can, it takes me back to that day when he would come to the house and I don't know what she paid for it or if she paid him at all, you know, but he, I can still remember him coming in with his table and setting everything up and he had his own practice on the East side of our town. Wow. So what's yeah. the difference between the pediatrician and a chiropractor? Chiropractors generally, they work on your spine because, you know, there's so many areas in our body that are interconnected. Iridologists can look in our eyes and can tell the health of our body by looking in our eyes. You can judge the health of your um, body by your teeth. Each one of your teeth correlates to an organ in your body. So if you're having a problem with one area, it's going to correlate with that tooth that has a meridian that goes to that area. Chiropractors mm. focus on the spine. And so everything feeds into the spine. All those nerves and all those muscles go into the spinal area. And so they work on releasing those pressure points that are like either pinched or, you know, as kids, we're constantly running around and we're falling, we're jumping off out of trees and, you know, doing all kinds of stupid stuff. And when you get those things out of balance then the chiropractor brings them back into balance for you. Wow. That's amazing. And the, the reason I'm asking this question too, is because I know that there may be some parents, right, listening and they may want to know, okay, what if I go the chiropractor route instead of, you know, seeing a um, pediatrician? What does that look like? Um, so it's just a lot mm -hmm. general, more gentle approach. And, you know, back then, and even some chiropractors now will do like neck adjustments where they, you kind of lay on your back and they'll take your head and cradle your head in their hand and they twist your head and they like, adjust your neck area because a lot of it comes also from stress. If we hold a lot of stress, it's in our necks. So they adjust it. But the new chiropractors now, the one that I go to currently, they have a little device that's like a little gun type thing and it's like a pressure point. So it's a tall table that I get on and it automatically just goes down and then I don't turn over at all. And all she does is moves my, my legs. I, she has me move my arms or my head different directions. And then based on that, she can see where I'm out of line. And she just pushes that like gun thing into that area. And it's like a little snap and to adjust me. And the first time I had it done, I thought, well, this is, this is weird. This isn't going to do anything, but I feel wonderful going to her. So, but I'm one of those. I do a lot with my computer. And mm -hmm. um, so I find that my neck from sitting all the time, you know, I'm not sitting up straight and my lower back, I always have issues with, and she works that right out with that. So I love, and, and they don't, they don't prescribe drugs. They don't, everything is done natural and normal like it should be. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. I'm just like, yeah. I'm amazed. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So we talked about the chiropractor. The other part that I wanted to unpack here was the relationship between your mom, your grandfather, and how 
that really affected you and your siblings? And the reason I'm asking this question is because a lot of the times when we do things, it's based on our childhood. And, you know, that is really a reflection of how, of course, we go through life. And I would love to know how your mom and your grandfather really impacted you and your siblings' decisions as you became an adult. I know you talked a little bit about, you know, you having your first uh, pizza, but I would love to know what were some other things that really helped you continue to live this lifestyle. And it doesn't have to be just with food. It could be aside from food as well. Yeah. Um, it's just getting back to the basics. And that's what I tell my clients a lot today is, is just eat the food that your grandparents would have eaten. Mm. Eat what they would have. They didn't have the Betty Crocker on the shelf. They didn't have the mac and cheese in a box. They didn't have all these processed foods that we use now. And, and, and I got into that rut also when I got older and had my kids because I found myself divorced when they were three and four years old. So I raised them by myself. And so, yeah, I'm looking for convenience. But I guess I learned from them that you just go back to the basics. You just eat real, whole, clean food. You stay hydrated. You get out and exercise. You have fun. You find things to do in your life that bring you joy. And you live your life. And if you're doing that, you're going to stay healthy because your immune system knows what it needs to do. And we just get in the way. By adding things to it that we really don't need. Right. Absolutely. Less is more. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, it really is. Real, and real. Real is more. Just real, real food. Not something that's in a box that has so many words on it that you either can't read or don't even know what they are. You're looking for right. real food. And that's what I tell clients, too. When you're buying something that's processed, make it less than seven ingredients and make sure you can read that it's food that you're Absolutely. buying. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk let's talk a bit more about your career now, right? What is if someone were to ask, you know, what is functional medicine? Yeah, to me, functional medicine is about really listening to your clients to give them the Give them your time and give them the space to be able to share their health history and talk to you about what they've dealt with because your health history is what plays into your health big time. And it does go all the way back to your childhood. And when I started attending the School for Applied Functional Medicine, that was one of the things that excited me was to be able to learn how to help people, you know, reading their labs or, um, there are just so many things that feed into it, but my goal is to help people find their healing opportunities and not focus so much on getting to the root cause because sometimes you might not find that root cause and you could find yourself chasing your tail, trying to figure out, you know, did this happen from, did it start from when my mom was pregnant with me? Did it happen with something that she ate? Um, so I find functional medicine is just, and it's not so much with the supplements. I like those more as, I consider those more as triage, which is to help people get their bodies to start doing what they naturally know how to do and then let them take over, let mm -hmm. the body take over because it just needs that little 
it's been kind of suppressed and pushed to the side with the things that we're eating. And so if we can give it what it needs, again, we're back to the, the sleep and the exercise and all the things that feed in. And we call those primary foods that have nothing to do with what you're putting in your mouth, but they have everything to do with your health. And so you've got to have all of your, all of those in balance with from your relationships to your finances, to your career, to how much home cooking that you do. And we find areas that we can help give some ideas, like try this food or try that food. My philosophy is not to say you can't eat this or you can't have that. It's how about this or how about that? Let you be the one to kind of weave them into your lifestyle, into your diet with the ideas that I give you and you find what resonates with you and then get your body back to its normal that you were happy with before you started feeling sick. Right. Right. No, that that's so powerful. And I love when you said sometimes you'll never even find the root cause. Um, yeah. I would love for you to elaborate on that a little bit more too, because, you know, even for me, as I'm going through this journey, my journey just started earlier this year where I had no idea that the trauma and, and physical pain that I was enduring had everything to do with my emotions. And it just so happened that now I have these different blockages and I'm learning all these different causes and I'm trying to figure it out. And sometimes you can, it can be a bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, so if people aren't focusing so much on the root um, what can they focus on to make sure that they're getting exactly what it is that they need out of the session? Yeah, it's really hard with the root cause. And it was that way with me because I started having my health issues in 2004. And I was, I thought, completely healthy prior to that. And, and then I spent nine years or eight years of dealing with just specialists after specialists and nobody listening to me. And so... Um, Again, you just go back and focus on um, the things that are the key things that are really important that that you need to look at. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, how has this, so from your childhood to your current career focus, how has this also shaped your family now, right, with your children, um, what are some things that they're doing to continue to implement these strategies um, that you've learned from childhood and you've carried through your career? Yeah, uh, my kids and I are grown. Um, my son is uh, 44 and my daughter's 43. And they have, my son's got uh, five boys and my daughter's wow. got two children. So I've got seven grandchildren. And it's funny with, with me because I started going at, at, to IIN when my granddaughter, who is going to be 15, was um, like three months old. I started watching her full time. And I've always been really interested in health and um, fitness. And I also am interested in like homeopathy and gemotherapies and things that kind of take you outside of the realm because I'm always looking for natural things to be able to help people with. 
But, you know, daughters are funny and sons are funny because um, you can tell them something. And if they don't think it's true, you get the eye roll. And so when the kids were little, I would get a lot of eye rolls because I would be like, you know, should do this or don't do that. And was, I had to step back and it's like she's doing her thing. But I was watching them full time. So I was able to implement homeopathy with them when they were little. So if they got fevers or got sick, I had remedies that I could give them. In fact, my granddaughter um, labeled me Stregonona because when she was little, she was reading a book. She brought home a book from kindergarten and it was um, called Stregonona. And it was about this old lady that lived in this village and when the people in town would get sick, she would bring all of her remedies and her lotions and potions and she would fix people and make them better. And we were reading that book together and she goes, Grandma, that's you. And so she started Aww. calling me Stregonona. <laughs> I'm always the one. They're always calling me and going, you know, we have this problem. This is going on. And it's like, okay, we'll take this or take that. But my kids have... Um, have kind of followed the same route. You know, they try to eat organic as much as possible. Um, it's really hard once kids start going to school because, you know, everybody brings everything there and the schools are still not feeding kids organic foods. They're still processed and they're still, you know, but that's life. You know, you, you try to eat or do what you can the majority of the time and the rest of the time you live your life. And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be so stuck in that you feel like you can't do things or go places. Right. Absolutely. I love that. And what I, what I see or I envision here as well is, you know, everything from your grandfather to your mom, to you, like you see the generations progress over time and you know what you essentially, well, you, you kind of saw both cause you saw what it looked like before. Um, you know, doing your own thing. Um, and I just, I applaud you for that. Cause there's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people who just instill this in a way where it's more than one or two generations. And I just, yeah. you know, that's so amazing. The power of what you can do and how you can heal your family when everyone is on board. Um, and when you really get everyone involved, even from a, a child standpoint. So I work with people um, pretty much 100% with Zoom. I, um, I got kind of thrown a curve as everybody did with COVID when everybody was kind of on lockdown. And at that point, I was used to going out into, um, I had a couple health food stores in the area that I lived that I would do monthly talks. And then I had a pharmacy actually that let me set up in their basement and do talks on a monthly basis. Oh, nice. And they would actually put my flyers in their prescription bags when people would go through the drive-thru and get their prescriptions. So they were advertising for me, which was wonderful. And then when COVID hit, then it's like, okay, I felt lost. I was like in another world and didn't know how I was going to make this work. And so Another friend and I um, were kind of in the same spot, and we decided to start trying the, the Zoom, doing the coaching that way. And it works out perfect because with Zoom, you can still see the person you're talking to. You can still have a relationship, but you're just not physically in the same room. And right. so what I do is generally I don't start working with anybody until we first do what I call a discovery session. And that involves um, – it's an opportunity for you to get to know me and me to get to know you. You might decide at the end of that that you don't like me and you don't want to work with me, that I don't resonate with you. I might decide that I think you might be 
not somebody that I would want to work with. So it works on both sides because you've got to have a synchronicity. You've got to have kind of be on the same wavelength. They've got to want to get healthy enough to want to make some changes because they realize that they've done some things that they have to change. Um, so if they're not willing to do the changes, it just is, it's too tug and pull if they're not willing to kind of work along with you. But I do, um, in the discovery session, I'm really big on, um, I don't dwell a lot on labs, but there are some key labs that I like to see from people. And I have a system that I can feed the labs into and that gives me like this really nice printout that's generally 30 to 40 pages long that will tell people based on their labs that they sent me trends or what to watch for. Um, because you can get a lot, labs are just a snapshot in time. There's something that, that is giving you an idea of what your health is like today based on those labs, but it's not the be all end all. It goes along with your story. It goes along with how you're feeling. And it goes along with all of those primary foods that I was talking about before. They all have to feed into each other to become the whole to help get you back to where you were. So I do the discovery session. Um, it's on a Zoom call um, or it can be on a phone call. Some people prefer to be on a phone so they can be you know, going from place to place or doing what they have to do. It's nice if I can have their attention one-on-one, -on -one, but if that's the best they can do, that's fine for me. I can work with that. But we really spend a lot of time talking about their past um, and, and what got them. One of the favorite questions that I like asking them is, um, when was the last time that you really felt good? And they will tell me. And then I'll say, and then what happened? Because something happened at that point or close to that point that started them into going into what I call metabolic chaos, where things are starting to get kind of out of hand. You start getting little subtle hints. You get aches or pains or something just doesn't feel right. And you think, oh, you know, it's nothing. You know, it'll go away. It may go away. It may come back the next day. It may come back the next week. We just keep kind of tapping it away and pushing it to the side. And we put on our happy face and we move forward. Mm -hmm. And we really don't think about the consequences of not paying attention to our bodies. Because if we just listen to what our body is telling us, we'll be able to know what foods we need to eat. We know right away when we eat something, if it's not resonating with us, we just don't listen. But it'll keep getting louder and louder and louder and louder until you're forced to take the time and try and figure out how you got where you are. That is so true. I mean, I can resonate with that 100% because that's exactly what happened to me. It continued to get louder and louder until mm -hmm. there was this one day where which was earlier this year, um, I went to the hospital. I was in excruciating pain. And as soon as I got to the hospital doors, I collapsed. And mm -hmm. I was trembling and I was I was having an, an, an a panic attack at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what is happening? And it wasn't until that moment and all these people were coming over and checking on me and, um, it really wasn't until that moment where I said, okay, I have to figure this out because 
it has completely moved from just stomach pains here and there to, you know, me actually falling out in the middle of the floor. Um, yeah. And some it, sometimes for me, I waited until that point. But if you are catching these things early um, and you're really paying attention to the signs as soon as they come, you know, you're able to move forward in a way that's actually more helpful um, than harmful on your journey. Yeah. Queen, thank you so much for tuning in. It truly warms our heart that you're taking the time out of your day to connect with us. If you'd like to connect with our guests further, you can find their information located in the description section of this episode. And if you found this episode helpful, share with another queen and don't forget to connect with the Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and Facebook. And until next week, stay blessed. Mwah.